everyone. Thank you for joining us on this special mini series, which is Mental Health Power Up. We are joined with Gorgon and Simon, who are amazing counselors. Gorgon is with the Certified Geek Therapist, and Simon is working towards getting certified with them as well. They both work with teens up to the age of 25, 26. And I think that's incredible because I know it's really hard to work with teens. I know for me, when I was a teenager, I was going through all kinds of stuff. I won't go into it, but I was definitely going through all kinds of stuff. And um, I don't know. I just, I think, I think that's really incredible that like, not only do you work in um, a field where I feel like we're so up and down when we're teenagers, we're learning about the world. We're seeing things that like, aren't what we thought they would be, right? It's a very mm -hmm. tough time for us uh, when we're teenagers. So kudos to you for taking that on. I worked in a middle school once and they almost killed me. So <laughs> really kudos to you. But one of our <laughs> questions that we wanted to ask you just starting off and for our listeners is, mm -hmm. could you tell us a little bit about yourself? Maybe what made you decide to work with that age range? What made you want to become a counselor and um, where you kind of see yourself going forward and i don't care who goes first i mean we can do a death match what you guys that, was, that, was, that means there's only one person going <laughs> yeah. video game style okay no permadeath all right <laughs> Gorgon looks like he's keen. So I just oh. take him under the bus. <laughs> okay, then I can I can I can go I can go with that. So hello everyone, my name is Gorgon Ng. Um I also um known as gamer counselor on social medias. Um I'm a professional counselor in New Zealand. Uh, I'm a full member uh, of New Zealand Association of Counselor. As uh, what um Destiny has mentioned, I am a certified geek therapist. Uh, I'm excited um, to be certified because uh, it really brings both of my passion together. And, and I think that's why I wanted to, and I'm glad and honored to be invited to um, this show by Matt and Destiny. So thank you for inviting us. Yes. Um, so I've worked in school since 2015. Um, so it's not too long of experience, but not too short as well. And, um, and I primarily work with adolescents. And um, come from a background of psychology and counseling. So that helps me to um, understand, I guess, a little bit of the whole development. Because we've been through adolescence ourselves. At the time, we were just going through it with like, you know what? This is, this is reality and whatnot. But now mm -hmm. I've got to get to know a bit of the theory. And, you know, hopefully I can apply it in, in, um, in my session with my clients. So that's, that's uh, interesting. Nice. Um, yeah. That's Did perfect. I miss anything? Yeah. <laughs> no, no, that was perfect. And and absolutely, you're right. It is something that we've all been through. Like all of us obviously have been through um, our teenage years and have dealt with difficulties. So I think it's great that you, you're taking your experience uh, along with like the tools that you've learned to, to help other teenagers who are going through growing pains. That's what my dad calls them. Yeah. <laughs> so, <Very apt. laughs> yeah. Um, Simon, what about you? Yeah. So... <clears throat> I'm also a professional counselor in New Zealand, as um, Gorgon mentioned, and I work at a high school, um, and I guess big part for me that draw me to uh, counselling um, was a number of things. Um, I, my, so my mom's a counsellor, but I didn't follow her footsteps, so I don't want, that's a big thing. <laughs> okay. So, you know, oh, you just copied your parents, but... Um, <laughs> 
my dad actually wanted me, he's an electrician. He's always wanted me to be an electrician. So he's, um, but I sort of found it my own sort of path, um, how I sort of my strengths and areas I sort of am quite competent in and areas that I'm not so competent in. Um, and that self-exploration, I found me uh, basically um, in months of, oh, I can, I'll just try this out or maybe the first year. I'll see how the first year goes. And next thing you know, I'm past the degree and now I'm looking, uh, then I was looking for a job. Um, and for working in high schools, I think as for me, I found that I was more in tune to maybe teenagers, um, especially that developmental stage, that density stage, searching mm-hmm. who they were. Um, because I sort of just got out of that and then I just sort of just came out of it and then I'm still something I'm quite interested in. Um, so yeah, that's something that sort of drawed me to high school and my placements at high school. Um, and especially the youth have so much energy and so much life to them. Um, when you get to work with them, they're a lot more open-minded to try new things. And, um, Mm -hmm. and that's where I'm sort of drawn to this, the geek therapy, how they sort of, you can use a number of different geeky things or fandom things in therapy. Um, and generally youth are quite open-minded to that stuff. So that's Mm -hmm. like, oh, sweet, this is perfect. And at high, at a, at a school, you, you get like a general view of sort of mental health. Mm -hmm. Um, you don't get like specialized or targeted sort of areas you just get the whole range of the community so it's a very broad spectrum of mental health so I thought that would be perfect um, something for me so I can uh, adapt and um, sort of improve in other areas I'm not maybe so um, skilled in so yeah that's what drew me to the high school and in high schools it's a community both the staff the the students and the whole um, community around the school as well so um, so sort of felt at home there. Yeah. Then oh, I, that's that's incredible. Me. I'm sorry, Matt, go ahead. I love that both of you kind of went to the kind of same space in the same age range for that, for similar reasons to be there to kind of help make a difference. Because I know growing up for myself, going to high school, I mean, things weren't always easy, but my guidance staff was not one that was very much for guidance. There was, this is the path and you have to stick to yep. it, right? This, this, yep, this, it, again, different time, different place, all that is understood. But I like that you're there to try and create a difference, not just because you're be like, okay, we want you to get good grades so you can graduate. The point is, okay, here's your well-being and here's how we can try and help you get there. So I really appreciate both of you kind of taking that stance and going at it from that perspective rather than be just being get good grades and get out. Because my guidance counselor was very much get good grades and get out. And yeah, it's, it's, nice to see, it's nice to hear about people who are genuinely there to help the students, not just get good grades, but to also you know, feel okay and be okay. Um, and I think that's wonderful. I think that's really, really awesome. I agree. I, mean, I, I think that's incredible. And ideally, yeah. if you, um, I was similar to you as well, Matt. When I was at high school, it was more around like career counseling. Yeah. Like yes. Get you when you're going to leave high school and so forth. But uh, I guess now it's more actually around mental health and the well-being and so forth. Because that's ideally it's going to be with you a lot longer. That's that's going to be lasting mm-hmm. compared to good grades in that period of time. Yeah. No, also, th- I think it's just. I'm so sorry, Gorgon. Please yeah. go ahead. No, no, no. Okay. <laughs> now, just just want to jump on on the whole um guidance counselor part of it. That's because um one of the many reasons why I'm embarking in psychology counseling is because um my counselors back when I was in um secondary school, um mm-hmm. like because I'm I'm at the moment I'm in New Zealand, but I'm originally from Malaysia. And I've been through the Malaysian um, education system and the well-being okay. is, is not 
a very big thing back then. But because of my mm. counsellor, I've actually said that actually I'm interested in having this approach that's not Aww. only focused on academic, but actually uh-huh. to really to really look at to are you really okay? You know, what what do you want to do next? So so that is uh, part of the um experience of of my uh, high school and I guess inspired me to be on this journey. Oh my god, that's great. Me and Matt both lived in South Korea for a while and we were oh, wow. teachers. Yeah. Um mm-hmm. we taught very young young children. And um I think it's kind of cool that like you really do want to connect because living there and and seeing kind of the school system and how the education system is ran, I felt that it was very it was kind of devoid of that, right? Mm-hmm. Like when the, the kids were be. feeling very emotional and and stressed out and um I wanted to know like I know when my, my babies would cry or feel like that would affect me so much. And I kind of, my next question was kind of like, how do you not necessarily separate yourself from it, but how do you not let what they're going through affect you? Um, like deeply, you, you know what I mean? Like, cause yeah, that's, that was how do, you, my how do you, how do you not take it home with you? Right. Cause yeah. that, similarly, like I, I majored in psychology in university and that was one of the main things that as I started going through it all, I was kind of like, I don't know if I would be able to take myself out of the situation enough that I wouldn't be able to bring it home with me. So yeah, I was wondering the same thing, Dave. That's a great question. Mm. That's a good question. (laughs) (laughs) Um, I think that's a big part of um, the training, or at least my training, was um, transference and counter-transference. So that's transference is like their stuff coming onto you, and then you might not be aware of it, and you're transferring it back onto them, and that's counter-transference. Um, mm. But it's also like their stuff. How do you not take that home as well? And that's you sort of have to work around compartmentalize. So you've got to break it up into different boxes and so forth. Um, to sum it all up, as for me, uh, how I learned is you can empathize with them. And I'm quite, I think that's quite one of my strengths in, in um, counseling, but not necessarily feel everything they feel, but you can see their perspective. You can put them yourselves in their shoes but you just got to be wary that you don't become sort of the person that they now have to help or they feel bad. And then it mm-hmm. sort of turns a role. So you also have to be that, um, always be that sort of that figure, that rock that um, it can be there to help them and you don't fall into the place where they feel like they have to help you. But yeah, it's always a battle between um, going home and then overthinking or whatever it might be um, over sort of um involved for the issue and so forth i think for me as um part of my training was narrative therapy and the big part of that was the problem's a problem not the person and it takes them away from the problem so i would think of the problem rather the person's sort of issue so what's the the problem and that sort of helped me sort of compartmentalize and take a step back um, from the, the issues because yeah you get a lot of them and then eventually mm-hmm. you burn out and then weigh that out with self-care um, mm-hmm. so what things I can do to care for myself and sort of um, in a sense distract but also re-energize myself yeah mm-hmm. and and I think um, a lot and it's very easy for the counselors to actually fall in with the client because we are taught to be empathizing, to to really feel or, or to um to be there for the client. And uh, part of our training, my psychology and counseling training, is is really to break myself down, and rebuild from there. 
because I've realized that a lot of the of the client issue that bring into the session that they bring to the session uh, reminds a lot of them. Um, maybe the specific of them reminds myself about myself in. It reminds me about myself mm-hmm. in the past. You can see yourself in yeah. that. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, thanks for that. Yes, and because, uh, again, this is, I, I don't have research to back this up, but a lot of our experience <laughs> is, um, and like you say, teenagers, we, we've been through a lot. And that's that's the most uh, hurt that comes into play, our first times of a lot of things. And I would yeah. I would dare say that a lot of adults might have might, you know some knots in there that, that we might not be able to uh, unpack yet. And this happened in our training. And that's why um, the counselors who are going through training would have to go through that ourselves so that we are mm-hmm. not re-triggered when the client brings okay. those in. Yeah, So that's the first step that we would actually would need to do uh, as, as in our training. Um, and I always remember this metaphor that my um, professor told me during my training is that imagine yourself stepping one foot into the client's world and another foot uh, in your own world that you are the one who with the theory because you mm-hmm. we can't got sweep by the client's emotion. Um, and then right. that's, that's, yeah, there's two person in there not knowing what to do. But at least if you, you are there to ground them, then you kind of get the feel what they're going through and at the same mm-hmm. time, not too lost with them so that you, you know how to bring them back into a safe spot. And, and that's, that's why... Um, that's why it's important to have the prior training in regard to taking on um, clients or whatever. Yeah. I think that's incredible. Um, only because like, I know, like, I've never thought about it like that. So I'm, I'm really glad that you broke that down because when I think about like helping someone or not necessarily counseling, cause I'm not a counselor, but like giving advice to my friends, I definitely get in, like, you know what I mean? Like if they're yep. upset, I'm upset. And we're going to figure out how to figure this out. You know what I mean? So, um, yeah, no, I love that that he said, keep one foot in and keep one foot out. So, so you're anchored, you know, to not to reality. I'm sorry. That's, that's the wrong thing, but you're anchored so that you can pull them back into a safe space. And I think that's, I think that's really important and something that everyone should take away because I know a lot of people go into therapy and counseling, um, wanting answers and not Mm. necessarily wanting to like, they just want to be told what to do. And I think that's a problem with our society because since we're little, we've been told what to do. And I think that's why in high school, it becomes so uh, convoluted because they're like, you got to make this decision and you got to make this decision and figure all this out. And it's like, wait a minute, you've been telling me what to do the whole time. And now you're telling me I have to figure all of this out on my own. Like, I don't know what I'm doing, you know? So yeah, no. That, That's good. Yeah, that can be overwhelming. I mean, imagine that throwing me into a place where, you know, like Korean, Korea, I don't speak the language. I will be, oh my goodness, uh-huh. what am I doing here? <laughs> <laughs> And I, I kind of think that's the perfect jumping off point to kind of head into the the middle section of, of the episode where like we're going to be focusing on two major topics today, one of them being suicidal ideation and the other one being uh, imposter syndrome. Um, and, and kind of, Destiny, I, I like your the point that you were making as, as kind of a segue because I think it's really easy to try and be there for people, right? I, I feel like it's it's almost an instinct for a lot of us to be like, okay, you're hurting, I'm hurting. Let me try and, fig- you know, let me find a way to help you. So Gorgon, my first question is actually going to be to you. I'm talking about suicidal ideation because, uh, you know, I feel like dealing with things like depression and anxiety and, and the kind of the path to suicide 
is incredibly difficult. It's very multifaceted. It's not just, there's not ever just one thing. There's a lot going on. Um, and I mean, the easy thing to say is, you know, oh, okay, go to therapy, but that's not always the easiest thing to do. So what I wanted to ask you is how do you be there for someone who you notice is struggling, right? Like just some kind of like general things, because like if you can, and it's not always that you can see it, but like if you do notice, or if you do see something, or if somebody does come to you and say, hey, I've been having these thoughts, or I'm not feeling well, how do you be there for them in a constructive way? Because I feel like the default is always, oh, no, you're okay. Things will get better. Don't worry about it. You can do it, right? It's so easy to just throw that positive self-talk at them. Yeah. But yeah. how do you be there for someone? Now, that's, that's a very good question because, um, to be honest, even after all the trainings that I've got um, in the past or when I first meet um, a client who said to me that, hey, you know, I'm contemplating dying. Even then, it's hard to stay there because it's human instinct to really pull people from that um, that space to a positive mm-hmm. space because that itself is contagious. Um, I would say from from a you know a general friend, uh, people that you know um, point of view is to really be curious and be interested to to know that um, okay. what is going to happen now is going to be deep. And it's, it's not going to be easy. And it's okay mm-hmm. that, that I am freaking out because a lot of time, why we chuck into the positive side is because we know we kind of know that, okay, I, I'm not up for it. Absolutely. And I don't want to go into yeah. it. Yeah. So to actually acknowledge that, hey, you know what? It's scary. It's okay. Um, they ask for my attention uh, for, you know, to, to seek help. So let's hear hear them out. I think that's the the first things that we can do as a person when our friend, people that we know, actually come up to tell us that I'm I'm not feeling good. Um, the, the question can be, oh, um, yeah, well, what's going on? You know, do you want to talk mm-hmm. about it? Um, yeah, that's just a small amount that we can do for for that. I mean, yeah, yeah. I so think then, that's good advice. Go ahead, D. I was just going to say, I think that's good advice. Um, just um, bringing up a personal incident. I know when I was in 11th grade, I became very suicidal and I was very um, anxious and having anxiety problems to where like I would break down and start crying and I just couldn't stop. Mm. And they would have to call my dad and he'd have to come pick me up because I just, I, I was so overwhelmed with like, am I going to get into a good college? Like just a lot of things going on. And I remember I went to someone and I was like, you know what? I feel like I want to die. And I couldn't get out of that dark place. And their response to me was, if you're going to do it, do it, which is the wow. worst response to give sure. anyone. Right. Yep. <laughs> um, and so I ended up going through with it. Like, um, like I, I've not talked about this on the podcast before, but I, I went, I ended up going through with it and like, I took a lot of pills and I was calling my friends to say goodbye and one of my friends her mom was a nurse and like how she got me is she actually tricked me because she was like well what did you take um and I told her what I took and basically I just took everything that was like in the house and Mm. she was like well my mom just wants to talk to you she just wants to talk to you it's not a big deal and I was so afraid at that point of getting in trouble Mm. for doing it that I didn't you know so she ended up taking me to talk to her mom, but it was actually her mom was at the hospital. And like, I was so freaked out and panicked that they had to get orderlies to get me out of the car. It was a traumatic mm. experience. So what I'm trying to say is that I think your advice is so important to not just 
jump in and try to make the person feel better, listen to how they feel and try to get to the bottom of what is causing that, that feeling of, I don't think I'm good enough. I don't want to be here anymore. Mm -hmm. So yeah, no, thank you for saying that because I think if I would have had that, that would have changed a lot for me. If someone had just been there to listen to it, because I think a lot of people, when they're thinking about suicide, they haven't, if they're telling you, they haven't completely decided that they're going to go through with it yet. They're, they're yeah. looking for someone to, to save them from, from those feelings. Um, yeah. yeah. So no. Thank you for yeah. sharing that. Yeah. Thank yeah. you for sharing. And, and sorry that you have to have that experience. Um, but, and, and at the same time, um, Thank you for bringing up that because it all leads back down to the next point that I have in mind that is not all suicidal cases stem from mental um, health issues. Um, and, and that's why it's important for us to allow to have the space, even though we are not professional, I mean, um, in, in a layman, uh, in a general population, we are not trained professional. Mm -hmm. We are still human beings. And, and I think a lot of time, uh, what I uh, recollect from my experience with clients is that a lot of them, when they talk to us about uh, wanting to die or feeling things are just overwhelmed, they just need that energy to come out some, some, in some way. Um, not everyone has a plan to go through it, but they mm -hmm. just need to be validated. And I think that's a lot yeah, it's important for us to know that. But and at the same time, I acknowledge that listening to it is hard to um, make. We want to do the right thing in general, but there's a stress or there's a pressure that what if I say something wrong? Um, yeah. and, and that's why uh, I think that's uh, even though we as a generation right now, we are exposed to social media, the medias are talking about it. We are no strangers to mental illnesses or suicidal uh, ideation, but it's, it's still a scary topic to be with. And, and um, I, I can't stress enough that if we, if, if we are there um, for other person, just know that you don't need to be professional to be a human. Just, just be there, listen, you know, even if you sit there and do nothing, that's that's enough for 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 at that time. Yeah, yeah, and, yeah. And it was good that um, hearing your story, uh, Disney, that um, you got to talk to someone else as well, mm. an adult, and they they didn't um, overly stress or they didn't panic. They they talked to you and they were with you at that time, and they sort of um, had like you had an ear to listen to as well. Um, and that's also yep. good to know as, as well is that um, if, if your friend's talking to you about this or something is that you alone don't have to deal with it you know you can um, there's other people out there there may be the parents or the, the your parents or so forth or even professionals or or helplines um, so forth that I see that a lot of my um, students I work with is that they um, sometimes they help their friends in this area and they feel like they are, are alone and they're like 12 or 13 um, and they are taking on responsibility on someone's life as well so mm. is that not to um, feel like you're isolated or ostracized in a sense it's just you and your friend yeah there's other there's, um, there's a lot of help out there as well yeah thank yeah. you for that I'll just chuck yeah. that in and thank you guys for listening.
Yeah. yeah. Well, thank you for sharing, Dee, because I know it's it's not easy. Um, yeah. Especially, <laughs> you know, in a public space. I mean, that's one of the things that I love about our show, Dee, is that we do use this as a forum to talk about ourselves because it's also part of the just trying to break the stigma down a little bit, yep. right? Just to have more of these conversations, to share more of these stories so that somebody else who might be listening might hear something and be like, oh shit, maybe I need to talk to someone or maybe I need to take a look at something. Mm-hmm. Um, so Simon, moving over to imposter syndrome, um, something that I wanted to ask you is that I feel like it's, especially in our space, Destiny and I've had many a conversation about this. Imposter syndrome is something that's, I feel like it's so prevalent in a lot of, you know, online spaces. And even, you know, especially thinking back to high school, this ever present feeling of I'm never good enough. It doesn't matter what you can accomplish. It doesn't matter. All the things can be laid out before you. Like, look at all the things that I've done, but there's that still the voice in the back of your mind being like, yes, you're not good enough. And it's, it's, it's so hard to, to kind of work through that and to appreciate the things that you can and do accomplish. Um, and obviously there, it's, it's a long road to get through that, but what do you think is, what's the first step, right? Like how do you start, you know, working with that voice or working against that voice or however the kind of the best way through it, but what's the first step to kind of going up against imposter syndrome? Um, for me, because I, I would feel like this, um, that affects a lot of people, um, and even I would say I, I guess Dee has shared her sort of life um, experience. I would find that I probably still struggle with that too, even coming from a, a counsellor working mental health and so forth. And I know a lot of people, other counsellors probably as well, would struggle with this. So t- to know um, that, one, that you're not alone, because a lot of times, it, um, at least my experience, it, that voice, we just go for that voice, um, mm-hmm. is just try to get you in the voice alone and say, it's, it's just you, you know, no one else is struggling with this. Look, everyone else is, in a sense, is perfect and not achieving these goals and they're doing that, that comparison, like comparing you to others and, and not counting your success, but counting others' success as well. Um, and so I find that comes up quite a bit and to know... Um, that you're not alone in this, there are other people, and but more you keep it inside internally, that more you would feel like you're alone, if that makes sense. Yeah. Um, so I would say first is to talk about it, talk about these um, beliefs, talk about this, these thoughts or the doubts you have, um, ideally to someone you trust, um, and that they can um, open up with as well. And it doesn't have to be a, a counselor, so it could be a partner, it could be um, someone close to you. And once you're able to talk it out, then it's come from outside or the inside, internal to outside, the external. And then um, you can maybe even, I find a lot of people don't know about imposter syndrome. They have these feelings or these doubts. And then, you, oh, that sounds like this. And what? What's this? And then you go work alongside them. Oh, we just type in this. And then, oh, that's exactly how I feel. That's exactly what I've been dealing with for a number of years. So a lot Mm -hmm. of it is also the awareness as well sort of the education that comes with it. It's like, oh, okay, so other people deal with this? Oh, they've been dealing with this for some time and there's this whole um, thing about it and there's this whole... So with that, they're like, oh, okay, so I'm not just alone. Um, but like, there's a number of things I found, like um, like don't try not to compare yourself to others and focus on proving um, rather than proving yourself. Like a lot of it comes on proving yourself. Like I've got to get these mm-hmm. goals. I've got to reach a standard. And I've got to um, be this. And a lot of these goals are sort of high like goals is in a sense unachievable. Um, and then if you're not going to, if you're going to keep failing at them, you're going to feel like you're a failure. 
So, and that goes with um, just to learn to fail better as well. Like failure is not necessarily um, end be and end all. Um, some failure is inevitable and s- sometimes you reflect and you learn from that failure and become a bit more whole in a sense. So um, to be okay with failure um, and that you're um, a work in progress, that you're never, I, th- I find a lot of imposter syndromes, I have to be it right now or next year or this time and it's got to reach this goal. And it's like, well, no, I'm a work in progress. You know, it's, it's, it's valuing that journey rather than um, looking just for that destination. Mm. Um, it's like, okay, I'm in this journey and I, I will fail and I will just try to learn and experience this failure and just reflect on it and I'll try to keep moving on. But um, just to be a bit softer um, on yourself as well. That sort of, is this sort of that, if we go with that, that thoughts or that talk, is this helping me or is this actually and um, taking away my self-esteem, this is actually detrimental to myself. So maybe just to ask yourself um, if you're feeling like you've got the imposter syndrome or or feel like there's these doubts or these beliefs are um, quite harsh, is to listen to the the tone of the voice and listen to the wording. Is this helping me or is this actually detrimental to myself? That's what I find. And then, oh, no, it's actually quite detrimental. It's not actually helping me at all. Okay, and then what can we do about it? What, how can we shine it and how can you talk to others about it as well? Mm-hmm. Yeah. I think that's really good. I think something I wanted to bring up is that I know a lot of millennials are, are kind of facing this kind of backlash and imposter syndrome where they feel like they've needed to uh, achieve a certain um, place because of like uh, the generation before us achieved a certain place. And I just want to say to any of our listeners, if, if that's part of your imposter syndrome, if you feel like you haven't achieved what you're supposed to achieve by a certain age, just realize that like those ideals are very archaic. The times have changed a lot. And um, one of the sad things is, is that I realized we're still kind of pushing that idea to, to children, to high school students that like by this age, you should have this. And by this time you should, you yeah. know, and it's just, I think if we just instill that everybody moves at a different pace and not one shoe fits everyone like that, that's what I would like you guys to take away from this. Um, when it comes to imposter syndrome, like you're going to move at your own pace and that's perfectly okay. It is okay to move at your own pace. Like there's nothing wrong with it. And if anybody is telling you where you need to be um, by a certain age, I'm, I'm going to curse. I'm just going to say, fuck them. <laughs> um, because like, um, how they move through life and how they they go to their the beat of their own drum is not necessarily how you have to go through your life, right? Mm-hmm. So that's all I wanted to add to the end of that because I I deal with that like I, I'm constantly like I should have my own house by now I should be doing this by now and then it's like you know what no no I'm 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 good I'm I'm doing good I'm I'm moving forward I'm making positive choices in my life and and that's that's good. That's good. And I don't want to be stressed about where I'm not at because Susie Q and Billy Bob, I don't know who these people are. I'm just giving names. Power couple. The power, the power couple. Have a four bedroom house, two dogs, and three kids. Like, that's fine. That's, that's good yeah. for them, you yeah. know? So, yeah. And it's even in say. the language, you got to be it's like that shoulds. You know, mm. you should. Yeah. You, know, you just listen to that language. You should be that. You should reach this. You should. So what mm. does that sound like? It sounds like, you know, that critic. And a critic yes. and so forth. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. And 
Yeah, sorry, you go back. Sorry, Gorgon. No, no. no Gorgon. Right go ahead, please. <laughs> Gorgon, you guys are the stars. Cut yeah, yeah. Any all you <laughs> <laughs> thank you, thank you. <laughs> no, I, I think while listening to both Simon and um, Destiny, uh, one metaphor come to my mind that is, um, it's like we are looking at, well, I'm going to um, gaming term right now, at a level 99, I don't know, paladin or knight. And nice. you're you are, you are just a novice, well, yeah, you're just a novice at level 5 or level 20. Mm-hmm. And... And a lot of time we don't aware that we actually need to put in our time right now as a level twenty swordsman to yeah. to go up to um level ninety nine knight or paladin, and even then, we only know one aspect of of the person's life that the you know four bedroom house and whatnot. Yeah, but we, yeah. do, we don't really know what what's the other aspect like to them. What are their values? You know. So I think yeah. all come back down to your values is important as well. At the moment, are you um, committed your action into you know towards your value? Is this how you want to put your skills tree? You know, you want to, yeah. you want to use bash. You want to use yeah. So yeah, yeah. think of it that way. <laughs> that, I, yeah. so I that's love how that. I think. Yeah, yeah. I feel like this has been very therapeutic. Just to tell you both, like <laughs> yeah. okay. Yeah, I, I really love that because, like, Destiny, you're bringing that up. I remember, like, being at, like, 20 and being, like, I, I'm going to be married by 25, two kids by 30. And it's yeah. just, like, looking back now, it's, like, I'm turning 30 in a month and, like, I just got married. And I'm perfectly happy. Like, things – like, it's it's a space that it takes time to kind of grow into. But, uh, you know, Simon, when you were mentioning, you know, looking at the, you know, effervescent other, this this thing that being, like, look at how they're doing. Right. I find myself doing that so much more often than not in a world where social media is so prevalent, especially in the space that we kind of operate in. All you're doing is ever seeing is the best, the, the best faces of, of everyone best, around right? you. Right. Yeah. All you're ever doing is saying, look at how good I am. Look at this cool thing I did. Look at, look the at this Kardashian. amazing. <laughs> exactly. Right. And it's just, yeah, it's, yeah. it's so in your face all the time that it's so easy to kind of drown in that. Right. And to get lost in the space of, oh crap, I didn't do X, Y, and Z. Like that person did X, Y, and Z. That means I'm not good enough or what am I doing wrong or whatever, right? Like it's it's so easy to get stuck in that that cycle of, okay, they're doing it. Why can't I do it? What are they doing differently? And you just mm. get stuck yeah. in this loop. Uh, so I, uh, yeah, go ahead. Comparison, sorry. Oh, sorry. Is that, that loop exactly right? Is that mm. you compare and sometimes you're not aware of it. It's implicit as well. Um, there might be people mm. you follow, you really look up to, but they're really good artists or they're really good at this and really good at that. So, oh, I mm. can't do it. Oh. Um, yeah. And a lot of times it's real subtle. And then, oh, I'm a failure because I haven't come near their level. I'm not 99. I'm level seven, you know, in my yeah. you know, <laughs> If that makes sense. I love and these then, game analogies. Yeah, I love it. <laughs> and then it was like, oh, I'm um, these guys are, you know, fighting these big bosses or slaying these big monsters, and I'm just taking on this, you know, these sort of minions or so forth. Yeah, um, the grunts. Yeah, and I'm just getting by. Like, oh, look at... But you can't see their values. You can't see all this stuff that you can't really display on social media, you know? You can't see um, their journey as well behind the scenes. And so it's got to sort of be wary of that as well. It's like, how am I comparing in that sense of failure? Is mm-hmm. that... Um, is that really true to me at the moment as well as is this quite helpful to, to me myself my my community my um, my family my friends and what's something that's important is maybe my values whatever like Gorgon mentioned is that I want to stay true to that and but you can't really display that so easily on your social media if that makes sense mm-hmm. true. yeah very true no that was good 
All right, so I want to jump into our net, our last segment because I, we we kind of brought it up a little bit when we were talking about keeping yourself separate um, and having like one foot inside and one foot outside. When you guys need to just take a break, is there any kind of like social media, video games, comic books? Is there something that you do to kind of like, I don't know, self-care, you know, like what... And who am I going to go with first? I'm, Gorgon, I'm going to go with you first. Sammy just spoke. But the, it's not a competition, guys. I love you both. <laughs> Fight to the death. <laughs> we can't do it off screen. Yeah. We're only getting one answer out of the yeah. two of you. Who's it going to be? But yeah, what's something that you like to do? Like we on our podcast, we usually ask, what's a game? Um, that's gotten you through a tough time. So if you have a game or maybe a book or like a, a, a television series, um, could you share that with us and our listeners? Yeah, gladly. Um, I I dabble into a lot of, of the uh, geeky interest. Um, but I, I just, uh, yeah, you know, animes, um, popular uh, movies, yay, games, uh, all sort of games. Um, but I, I, I would like to share that um, in the past when I was still in... Um, I guess secondary school. There's this one particular game. I'm not sure if anyone of you still remember Ragnarok Online. Okay. Yes. Yes. <laughs> yes. yes. Mm-hmm. It's um that that actually um the analog. Well, I don't think we still have a big base of player in Ragnarok Online, but at that time because of the whole MMO and RPG aspect of it, I've actually used a lot of the concept um in my own life when I'm dealing with um issues. So mm-hmm. as Simon has mentioned, imposter syndrome, confidence, it, it strikes everyone, especially when I'm a counselor sitting in a room where I do not know what to do with this client. I was like, mm-hmm. I'm, a, I'm a fraud. I mean, wow. Yeah. <laughs> but what, what really um, get me through it is to think back that, hey, you know what? I main as a paladin in Ragnarok Online and goes goes back down to why I, I like that character. That is because I like to... Um, heal and defense and what i'm doing right now with my client is doing that i'm just you know Mm -hmm. defending holding the space for them so that they can get through whatever they need to get through right now and 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 this applies to a lot of of my other area that okay you know what i'm beating myself up maybe it's time to heal myself and and how i heal in real life is to watch animes uh, nice. Because they have profound quotes and storyline in a lot <laughs> yes, of animes. Yes, they do. Isn't it? <laughs> yeah. Like, yeah. Na- yeah, Naruto um, strives, strives for, you know, um, endurance, perseverance, uh, friendship, the support. Um, and and a lot of the anime that I watch has that, that topic, that how can mm-hmm. I endure through this and to gain hope from there. And that's one part of it. And I also would like to say gaming do play a big role as well. I, I, I don't, mm. I'm not at a, you know, an expert in a lot of gaming, but I do play a lot of um, some competitive games such as, um, at the moment I'm playing Pokemon Unite and um, Halo in- Infinite. That's yes. Great. Hey, yeah. Yes. Yeah. So, so that's, good. Yeah, it's very good. And, and it, it helps to bring out the energy. I think for me is to bring out, channel out the energy. And then mm-hmm. I can, if I want to relax, I can go to Animal Crossing or Stardew Valley. Nice. Yes. Oh, I love Stardew Valley. Oh, it's, it's nice, isn't it? <laughs> it's I, so I, good, yeah. I, I know, I got yeah. my wife hooked on it. <gasps> nice. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I love it. So, so that's, that's how I normally, um, yeah, how I normally wind down after a tough day or when I'm going through something, those things actually 
inspired me um, to go on, among other stuff, you know, off screens. Of course. I have, yeah. I have a family and whatnot. I love that. Yeah. Yeah. Yay, tying it amazing. in with the gaming and the yeah. anime. Okay, nice. Simon, it's your turn. Ah, uh, he stole it all. That's <laughs> 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 what I'm going to say. Now, well, similar to Gorgon, um, anime, um, manga, um, and gaming. And I, I tend to, I used to do more online, now I'm more single player, story driven. Um, mm-hmm. And depending on my mood, depending on how much time, like I used to play a lot of um, Soulspawn or Dark Souls. Nice. Um, but that, okay. wouldn't, yeah, that wouldn't be something I just need to quickly do because sometimes that can be quite frustrating. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. So it's, it's, a, it's a balance between that and these other sort of uh, story-driven games and um, even um, anime like Studio Ghibli, the sort of the art style and the sort of... <gasps> yeah. Uh, um, yes. Yeah the whole emotional sort of um, side behind it as well, the sort of symbolism. So I really like that kind of things, like the archetypal kind of symbolism um, behind games or stories um, or anime, um, as well as what Gorgon mentioned, some great quotes in there. There's some definitely mm. some real meaningful um, stories and just uh, um, just in general, like friendships and um, even the community and even the individual sort of grit and or endurance. Um, yeah, and then that's I tend to go to that, and then balance up with try to go out in nature. I try to go for some some walks nice. or some something to um, to balance some kind of like little trek or something to with my indoor sort of um, uh, I guess way of sort of relieving stress or just sort of um, having enjoyment. So. That's sort of well, a balance you're between. Go for a walk, New Zealand is the place to be because I yeah. think it's yeah, absolutely right? beautiful. Yeah, yeah. like so you have nature all around you. Yeah, yeah. So we're quite lucky in that way, and so, mm. um, yeah, it's between that. But I, I, I game a lot, or I probably sort of slow down a bit. But there's also I, I get into some um, interesting, um, I guess they're called um, sophisticated novels, and they, they sort of talk about mental health, but they're put into like a picture book. Um, mm. And so stuff like That's that amazing. can be quite quite cool. And, and and to do my own writing, I do some creative writing and and drawing and so forth. So you just you're an expression. artist. Uh, I I I would say I'm an artist <laughs> no, or no, professional no, you're artist. An artist. <laughs> you draw. You're yeah. an artist. I love it. I love it. Yeah, yeah. So that's that's another way of us also is um is to create something as well. So yeah. Mm. Aww, awesome. Amazing. Yeah. Guys. Thank you. Oh my God. Thank you so much. This was such an incredible nice. experience. I'm sure yeah. Matt wants to say something too before like I sum everything up. But yeah, Matt, I'm going to give it to you, please. Yeah, no, I just really appreciate you both taking the time to, to meet us and to talk about all this stuff. Like we, when we started the podcast a few years ago, our goals were always talking about video games, mental health, social justice, and the kind of good that we can do to the people around us. And hearing you speak about the incredible work that you do is so inspiring. And even just for us to have a space to have this conversation with you. So thank you for coming on really genuinely. We loved having you and we, we hope you'll join us again in the future for yes. a much more, you know, a variety of conversations, but this is amazing. Right. Thank you. Please come back, and then we can talk about your art, Simon, because I, I want to know <laughs> about art. and gaming and anime and all that kind of stuff. But yeah, we really appreciate you taking time out of your schedule to come on and talk with us. Um, we want to use our platform to give as much positivity as we can out into the world. And yeah, if you guys have social media or anything like that that you would like to uh, tell our listeners, uh, you can do that right now, and or we can drop it down below. 
because we want people to be able to uh, follow some positive icons. You know, let's get rid of the Kardashians. I'm kind of over that. the change. Yeah, it's, yeah, it's yeah. time for a positive change. But again, thank you, thank you from the bottom of our hearts. Matt, I'm going to throw it over to you to sign us off. And yeah. Wait, before we go, quick socials. What are the socials that people do want to follow you? What are they? Gorgon, let's start with you. Okay, um, I'm on Instagram and Facebook. So, um, oh, you're on Instagram? Yes, I am. So it's alliancegamer.counselor. Um, counselor with two L. So okay. you can find me there. And uh, I do have a YouTube channel as well, but it has been on a um, slow pickup. Simon and I, we do a podcast together from time to time. So, Wait, yeah. you guys do a podcast what? together? <laughs> you get through this entire episode and not bring that up. Because we're we definitely have that. Yeah, we're beginning. We're, we're going to subscribe. Yeah, subscribe. what is it? What's it called? <laughs> What's it called? As, uh, it's called Two and a Half Therapist. <laughs> oh my <laughs> god. So, yeah. Thank you. They're amazing. So, that's me. Um, uh, I don't. I have my own personal accounts, um, but I don't have any. I probably need to get onto a bit more, uh, like a business sort of account for um, or counselor sort of account. Um, but um, yeah, I'll probably. Have if you don't have any, that. it's okay. I, I do have my like, personal ones. Yeah, but I probably could. Um, yeah, probably I mean, like me and Matt will personally follow you. Hermit in that way. Close. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, 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 I completely understand. Oh, well, yeah, everyone, but thank you. But before, before that, just want to say thank you for having us because yes, this has yeah. been an amazing time and conversation. Oh, uh, I appreciate you. that. Yeah. No, we thank loved you. having you thank on. You we want yeah. you to come back, definitely. Please do. Just, just to chill. Yeah. Just to yeah. chill and talk about all kinds you guys, of stuff. Yeah, you guys did really well. I love your background as well. We probably need oh, to improve. Oh, thank you. I have a lot backgrounds. of stuff going on. <laughs> mine looked like mine looked much worse not too long ago. Destiny inspired me to make it better. So. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. All right, everyone. Well, again, thank you both so much for joining us. Everyone, thank you so much for watching. Make sure you stick around. We're going to have a run of these episodes. And once again, we are going to be raising money towards Guardians Mental Health. Uh, we are going to have a charity link going. We have some prizes. If we hit some different fundraising goals, all the money will be going entirely to Guardians Mental Health so that they can make more amazing mental health kits that can go out to people who need them. So uh, we'll have all the information in the description. Once again, please, uh, you know, reach out if you need to talk. Take care of yourselves. Take care of the people around you. Love yourself and love everyone else. Everyone, thank you so much for your time. We'll see you on the next one. For our Team Burnout, peace We're out. out. Bye-bye. Everyone, we hope you have been enjoying Mental Health Power Up. As much as we have, these conversations are incredibly important and we very much appreciate your time. But... These conversations aren't the only thing that we're doing, Destiny. What is the second part to this? Guys, the second part is pretty baller. So we are going to be asking you guys to donate money and share the information about the podcast, but specifically about Guardians Mental Health. They're this great organization that uses geek culture, the things that we absolutely love, comics, gaming, video games, to kind of help people who are struggling mentally and mm -hmm. in a therapeutic way. And they put together these kits that they send out and you don't have to pay for these kits. This is one of the most amazing things about what this mm -hmm. organization is doing. They're sending out these kits, but obviously it takes money to print the materials, to get everything put together. And that's why we're raising money for them because we want to help them 
so that they can help more of you guys. And Matt has got some amazing details about what you can win if we reach certain tiers. That's right. You just need to donate to be entered. There is no amount that is too small or too large. Whatever you're able to do, $10 is what it costs to make these kits. So if you can do that, fantastic. If you could do absolutely anything, we would appreciate it. As we hit different stretch goals, we are going to be giving out different amazing gifts that we have for some amazing uh, people that we're working with. So please hop over to that link, take a look. If you can donate, please do so. And you might just win something cool for yourself as well. Because again, Every little bit can make a difference in someone's life. So we thank you for taking the time to do so. If you can, if you can't, Destiny, if somebody can't donate, what's else? what else can they do to help? They can just share the information. Share it mm -hmm. to your social media platforms, Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, wherever you have like a, a place that you like to interact with people online, share that information. And, and one of the things that I wanted to say, and I know Matt and Darren feel the same way, is we just want to thank you guys. Um, mm -hmm. Because for each one of you that shares or donates, I'm, I'm just going to say it prematurely. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you so much. This is so mm -hmm. important to us. And it's important to our listeners. And it's one of the main reasons why we even started the podcast. Like not only was it about gaming, but mental health has definitely been a strong core that uh, mm -hmm. we've always wanted to talk about. So this is our first time doing it. We're super excited. We hope you're excited. And yeah, donate, share the information, win some prizes. But most of all, just do it from the bottom of your heart. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Like the prizes are just kind of like icing on top of the cake. Exactly. So please be there for one another. Help us reach other people who might need to hear some of this because we know how much it's helped us. So thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Like Destiny said, we'll see you on the next one, everybody. All the links will be in the show notes below. Check it out. Bye. Bye.